Bill, I have a question for you. Oh well, I'm sure I have, I'm sure I have an answer. I'm certain. That I I would like <laughs> to know. Do you know what is a scarecrow's favorite fruit? Favorite fruit? I bet it's a crocone. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's strawberries. <laughs> What was I thinking? That's his favorite dessert. That's his favorite dessert. <laughs> I got it mixed world? up. You know, a crow cone, like an ice cone, but with crows in it, you know, because they're again, always, always bothering him. Once again, I thought that was one you would get. Straw. <laughs> well, you, it's so obvious. Straw, berries, berries in the straw. I know, but mm-hmm. it does take, it would take you a moment to think of that, wouldn't it? Well, I was thinking, you know, it's got to be kind of full of fiber because he's got so much straw in him, you know. I went, so. so you actually thought straw? I thought straw. Then I thought, you know, what what eats straw? Crows, you know, kind of bother the scarecrow. You got way too complicated. I did. With it. I waded in. I did. Yeah, I was in the weeds. Uh, hey, folks. Hi. Yeah. Here we are. Here, Here we, we are. are. Through the ice, neither ice nor snow nor sleet nor slick roads can stop us from doing our podcast. Here today on February, whatever this day is. Uh, is it third? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Yesterday was Groundhog Day, which confuses me. Right. Because Six I don't, more weeks of winter. I'm not sure why we put so much stock in that poor little Groundhog I Day. I don't either. All he wants to do is to be left in his den. Yeah, he's not we right. Pull, we pull him out and make him look at something and put him back. And now he's biting people and running up people's heads and in, 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 in Puxatani, whatever that name of that town is. I read something a little while ago that said that he's only right 40% of the time, so I don't trust him. <laughs> There's a joke there. He's right, so he's wrong 60%. He's right 40%. So the thing is, we need six more weeks of winter because, you know, it, it's we just do. Well, I know. Moisture, moisture. Well, How about that? Not necessarily us, but my, my folks out west who stay so dry. Well, they can have winter out water, in New Mexico there we go. then. Yes, water but tables. Not in Oklahoma. Just, leave, leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> we get the winter, especially northeast Oklahoma. We're the south. Yeah. We're, we can't. We can't deal. Are you kidding? We, we can't, can't even deal. drive. We can't even stop right. I couldn't know? even get out of my carport. Well, I, I mean, my brother-in-law get, had to get me out yesterday. I couldn't get up my hill. I barely had. I had to. <laughs> Tiptoe down after I went to the cabin. And then I'm, after we get on, on the road, it's just like, everybody get out of my way. Right. I'm, I'm coming through. Don't expect me to stop. Yeah. I can't Sliding even right swerve. through the stoplight. Yeah. I passed a, a guy mm. on over by the post office. The road wasn't even cleaned off, and he was coming toward me. And he was right in the middle of the road. I was like, get the heck mm-hmm. over. Where am I going to go? Get over or take your foot <laughs> You're off. You're in a big old truck. Take your foot off the gas and... and Make an attempt to slow, you know, because I know you're not going to stop. Anyway, whatever. Oklahoma is driving in the wintertime. Yeah. yeah. We're we're ridiculous. Right. That's why I've been home for a week, and that's why I've got cabin fever. And it's like, I told you, you're the second human I've seen all week. You know, I've kind of liked it, though. I know. Well, I sort of did, too, but I got tired of macaroni. That's <laughs> all I had in the if house. You, if you had had a full stock of full uh, stock cupboard, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, and somewhat of a bar, and, and books and, and food and oh, your do you cats. Know what? Do you know what? On, on Monday was the day, you know, it started. The UPS guy actually came. It's amazing. He didn't look happy. Yeah. But he came and he brought me my case of wine. <laughs> <laughs> Thou shalt deliver. So uh, maybe all I had was macaroni. Yeah. But I also had a case of wine. And that will keep you warm and alive. <laughs> you know, that will keep that blood flowing through those veins. Certain, certainly. 
Well, yes. we're talking about uh, it's not fall time. I made y'all think that maybe because what am I saying? Fall time. <laughs> My sentence has no well, subject or verb. Well, or, you're like me. I have nothing in we the right order. We haven't been we haven't been verbalizing for a week. We need to recalibrate. The only person I've talked to is not a person. It's a cat. Your cat. I saw I saw a photo of your cat looking at you like what. Why are, I know. You, why are you here so much? I was actually trying to get something done. And, of course, like cats do, she sat on top of my notes and just preened. Yeah, I'll just stay right here. <laughs> you don't need this keyboard. I'll lay right here. It's comfortable. Anyway, what I was trying to say about scarecrows is we have a poem that has a scarecrow mm-hmm. in it today. So yeah. that is why we started off talking about scarecrows. Yeah. And I posted on Facebook. I've started to try and get better with that, like posting a uh, – I've forgotten what they call it. A teaser? A pro- teaser. Teaser. Kind of like you Posting know, a teaser mm-hmm. of what's coming up, and you probably don't even have any idea what that teaser meant, did you? I was studying it. <laughs> it was one of Lady Gaga's outfits. Uh-huh. Uh, it looks like it looked like a white-tiered Christmas tree, so I was... It yeah. was interesting. It was yeah. a brain... I need to be... Te- my brain needs to be challenged like okay. that. Okay. Yeah. So it was a picture of Lady Gaga, and we'll get to it, but that, okay. was, that was my teaser, and it was some interesting thing I found about scarecrows nice, but anyway nice. so someone very recently within the last week wasn't it probably last saturday because someone was sitting at the typewriter mm-hmm. waiting for inspiration because i walked by and asked the person i said looks like you're deep in thought and he said he was <laughs> contemplating what to what to type i said yeah. well i'll leave you alone to get to it well and and this is what we do on this podcast wacky poem life is we take a poem that someone has left in the museum we are a real museum here in locust grove oklahoma and we we talk about it for thirty minutes or so, and right. and and have fun with it, or get mad about it, or uh, you know, ruminate whatever. on it, <laughs> whatever yeah. it might be. Right. So this one was uh, typed. It was typed. In a manual typewriter. Typed. Yeah. And and it, it I like the uh, how do I say the, the the typewriter the look of the typewriter. Oh yeah. It has a characteristic. A, oh, I don't know familiarity to me. Yeah. It's very homey. You can almost hear the clicking. Yeah, and you can see the typos. It just, you know, he just struck over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well. You want to read it? I will read the our, our poem for, for, for this week. A tome of poems will be found herein. Should we venture to peer in, alas, alack, there is no gear in Scarecrow's head, so straw is all we dance in. Sean, did I read that properly? Did I skip something? <laughs> well, you were reading it like the line endings, but but I oh, me, I, I would make it flow a little bit. Let more. me do it again. Do it again. Take two. <laughs> a tome of poems will be found herein. Should we venture to peer in? Alas, alack, there is no gear in. I'm missing up again. No, you didn't. There is no gear in Scarecrow's head. So straw is all we dance in, and I. I, I'm, you can read it a little bit later because I, I had I've practiced this at home and I the cadence escapes me. Well, it's because it it, here it in, starts here out in, very rhythmic and then it there's it loses that rhythm, yeah. doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, so. there's a there's a place where it it's broken up in the alas alack, which if this person was revising or if it was my poem and I was revising, I would put that as a separate line. Okay. If you're just listening to us and you're not on our website, you know, go over there and you can see the actual poem as it was typed up on a little piece of paper and you can see what we're talking about because it's a five-line poem. 
But if you read it, you know, just within the breadth of each line, yeah, it, it does lose its ribbon. Ribbon? Ribbon? Ribbon. <laughs> I lost, still can't talk. He lost his ribbon when he was typing. <laughs> we lost our rhythm when we when, when, when we were uh, reading. Ribbon and rhythm, we, it's all lost. We'll find it. Just like The rhyme know. is not lost, though. The rhyme it's is not lost. It's definitely a rhyming no. poem. Mm-hmm. Herein. I'm going to try one more time. I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm determined. A tome of poems will be found herein, should we venture to peer in. Alas, alack, there is no gear in Scarecrow's head, so straw is all we dance in. That's cool. Okay. Very there good. we go. We got it. Yeah. 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 Well, I think that the, 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 the trouble you're having with it is part of what the point of the poem is, is that it just starts off. Oh, you know, this is here's a book of poems, and you know you can find some things in here if you choose to venture into it and look inside it. And then it's like, whoa, but, and then the whole poem changes. And also, <laughs> this is a you know a, a book. You knew it was a book. I looked it up. A tome is a weighty book. Mm-hmm. A tome, a, mm-hmm. a big weighty book of, a big book of poems, will be found herein. Should we venture to peer in? Mm-hmm. Alas, alack, there is no gear in Scarecrow's head. So straws all we dance in. So here's my thought. Okay. I was wondering whether this person thought that this was going to be an absolute treasure trove of poetry books everywhere to read. Oh, that, in the museum? In the museum. But okay. that was not quite the case when mm-hmm. he peered in because this is an interactive museum. Mm-hmm. There, are, of course, are going to be a few poetry books around. But the majority of this is you're going to feel inspired by the by the exhibits and then leave your words so there was not a treasure trove to be found in here. It was in your head and what you leave. Hmm. Interesting. So that was the straw. So he had to kind of re, oh, recalibrate the straw. I like that. I like that interpretation of it. I told you when I first read it, I didn't like it because <laughs> yes. I thought it was making fun of poetry. You know, well, who is this coming in here and saying there's nothing to be found in here? It's all just, you know, empty like a straw th- man's head. But do you think it's because <laughs> what, he, what he found was unexpected for yeah. a museum? Yeah. Like I said, I like that interpretation okay. all right. of it. It's yeah. not right or wrong. I suppose everyone has an interpretation. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just I think this is a poem that, just like you said, that it begins in uh, some kind of a suspense or there's some kind of questioning. There's some kind of a search for awareness. And, and it ends with mystery. Mm-hmm. It ends with, you know, not finding really. <laughs> the meaning uh, behind that search, finding something, you know, but still ending in mystery. It's my favorite kind of poem. Yes. I don't want everything answered. Mm-hmm. You know, I want you to leave me a little befuddled. A little bit I want to think about it. A little bit of a nebulous. Yeah. Which is know. another reason why I like this little poem, because like I told you, I did not like it at first because I thought it was making fun of the museum. And maybe yeah. it may be. I don't know. Yeah. But but then the more I looked at it, the the more I liked it, especially because I love the scarecrow image. Scarecrow. When you think of a scarecrow, I always go to the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Because it's so ingrained in my brain, my childhood brain. But you know, scarecrows are are just basically utilitarian, uh, mm-hmm. farmer farming e- e- equipment. Mm-hmm. I don't know how effective are they ever effective. In, in scaring I think, other, thing other than children? <laughs> I think they can be. Cause, so you first go to the the Scarecrow oh, in, yeah, the friendly in scarecrow. Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Do you know what first pops in my head with Scarecrow? I don't know. The old movie, The Town That Dreaded Sunday. Oh, my gosh. 
Remember, yeah. he's well, inside a scarecrow. Yes, oh, that was a different kind of killer. That was a different kind of scarecrow. That movie traumatized yeah. my teenagerhood. Yeah, that's the first thing I think of. So I think of something scary, a little scarier, yeah, a little deeper, darker. But then I, but then also, of course, I think about the Wizard of Oz too. And I was telling you before we started that that is the to me that's the scariest part of that movie is whenever the witch catches the scarecrow on fire. He she sure did. Even though mm-hmm. I love the witch, she caught him on fire and he put himself out. <laughs> Ray Bolger. But you know what? What is funny is he tried so hard. He wanted to be so smart. He was yeah. he wanted to think, and he was wanting to use that that straw in that brain. Right. Well, trying you so know, hard. You know, in the Frank Baum books, I think that you know he gets his brain and then. He becomes the the leader of Oz or something. He ta- he, he okay. takes on a position mm-hmm. where he really gets to use that brain. So yeah. he really becomes the smart one. Yeah. I think. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen that book. That's interesting. I think that was in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you said, so I was, <laughs> let's go back to Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Oh, okay. okay. Because you were talking about the, the reasons for having a scarecrow. And, of course, it's for uh, inciting fear uh, you know and crows and children yes and people. you're right, right. <laughs> well mainly in birds and birds to and keep bird, the birds, birds off, correct to yeah. keep the birds off why aren't they called the scarebirds <laughs> <laughs> sorry go ahead because they don't look like birds okay no, they don't look like crows either do they they're scaring the crows mm-hmm. okay um so i was reading about scarecrows and i found a really interesting article in um modern farmer online and the article's called hey man not not H E Y, but hey A Y. Clever. Hey A Y. Clever. I'm going to get through this entire episode and not and still not be able to speak. Oh, that's all right. I understand you. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you covered. Hey man, hey, man, the curious life and times of scarecrows, mm-hmm. and it's by Lori Watt Rottenberg. So this was kind of interesting. What what she said in Great Britain, they're known as listen to these words, Hodmadods. Mummets mm-hmm. and Hayman, Tattle Bogle, or Bodic Rockles. Bodic Rockles means old man of the rooks. Okay. Rooks. Again. Rooks. Rooks. Somewhat terrifying <laughs> to a young child. Yeah. You know? Bodic Rockles. In Russian, it's Pugalo. Uh, anyway, there was a, a British wheat farmer, and he was hoping to scare off pigeons that were kept ravaging his crop. And so he built a scarecrow of Lady Gaga as she appeared in her costume that she wore to the 2010 Brit Awards. Which would probably scare some people. In that picture, y'all just have to look at it. Well, I'll put one on there. Is that the one you posted? I'll put that on the website, yes. Okay. She's kind of got Bride of Frankenstein hair, yes. but it's all white. You know, yeah. there's no black in it. And she's got, it looks like she's wearing three white lampshades. Yes, it does. You know? It's like a modified Christmas yeah. tree. And there's she's got a mask on. I don't is it on it's over her eyes. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's over her whole face. But yeah, so he built a, a scarecrow that looked like her. Well that would <laughs> and that would definitely billow in the wind, the fabric, you know, and shift and Yeah, just the move. sound of it, I guess, depending on it what it was made of, the sound of it might yeah. scare the crows away. I don't know. I just found that very interesting. <laughs> And, now uh, <laughs> I see the connection. It makes sense. And this is another scarecrow that was kind of neat. It was here in Pennsylvania, Bucks County, Pennsylvania. There was an artist who didn't use his real name. All he used was his name, Pumpkin Rot, one mm. word. And he would make these hauntingly beautiful scarecrows that he found from organic matter 
like branches and roots and stuff. And he, he, and he put them in fields all over the state. And they became so well-known and popular. They were in some horror movie from 2014 called Mr. Jones. Mm. I'm not familiar with it. And he, he, this guy insisted on only email communication, never revealed his name. He said he was drawn to scarecrows upon seeing them as a child. His parents took him on long drives through rural Pennsylvania. Quote, I remember being very curious about the farms and wondering what it might be like to live that different life. It seemed very isolated to me, and we'd always see crude scarecrows in the field, making that life seem more of a mystery to mm. me. So would people just stumble across his upon his creations in the fields? I think he just, yeah, I think he would put them in, in pastures and fields that were fairly close to roads, you yeah. know, so you would just see them driving by. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, but it, his name was Pumpkin Rot? Pumpkin Rot. How appropriate to be making scarecrows. <laughs> yeah, the pictures on this, uh, go and look at this article. It's pretty cool. Like I said, it's a modern farmer, and it's by Lori Rottenberg. And it's from 2014. And some of the pictures, the pumpkins are the heads mm-hmm. of, of the scarecrows he's created. They are, you know, art. Yeah, which kind of takes away from the scarecrow because that would attract birds to eat the flesh and the seeds. But we're, but <laughs> yeah, I, the I, farmer's like, who put I, this I, piece of artwork? Yeah, this is a bird feeder. It's not a scarecrow, it's a bird feeder. What's going on here? Freaking artists I find, ruin everything. <laughs> I do find that very interesting. I do find it interesting using natural materials mm-hmm. to make a, a work of art. Whether that be a basket, a large, huge nest, I've seen mm-hmm. those. There's an, 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 an artist who uses stones and sticks and shells, and he makes his creations, and they're gorgeous. And he, his thing is, he wants nature to, to de- just decompose it or move it along at at its pace. Yeah, sometimes which it's is quick. probably what happened to these two exactly. out in the field. Exactly right. Yeah, you just fall apart like like us as we get older. We just fall <laughs> apart. Yeah. That's that probably pleasant, pleasant thought. Well, that's part of that the scariness, you know, of the scarecrow and the wizard of Oz is he is he's fallen apart. He's so fragile. He's yeah. fragile. You know, yeah. the tin man is more sturdy. He does rust, but he's not going to lose his stuffing. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the scarecrow, he's you know, he runs along and he loses parts of his little innards. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Poor little guy. <laughs> and then 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 he gets some of it set on fire, yeah. so it's just a hard life. <laughs> it is a hard life. <laughs> yes, it is. But he got his brain. Now, if y'all are looking at this poem, the other thing you're going to notice is the word poem is spelt poem. Poem. P-O-M-E, which you can think of that as a poem or, I don't know, Bill. I didn't Was look that it on up. purpose? I didn't look it up. Was that on purpose yeah. to spell it like that? I think it was on purpose to rhyme with tome. You don't think it was just a misstrike and he put the M before the E? I I like it better the way he writes it poems. How come? Because it's it makes you think it's unusual. A tome of because because <laughs> a tome of poems. It's like what? But a tome of poems. <laughs> but is poem a word? It is a word. And what does poem mean? Okay. I, I didn't look it well, up. Well, yeah, of course I looked it up. Okay. And spoke to my lover, the online etymology <laughs> right. dictionary. It's an apple. Oh, uh, well. A, a this... fruit of an apple. And uh, the goddess of fruit is Pomona. That pomegranate, mm-hmm. poem. I, I got it. Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm confused. Now, here's the other thing, though, that there is a variant of the word poem that is spelled P-O-M-E. And uh, according to my lover, P-O-M-E represents an ignorant pronunciation Mm -hmm. Hmm. so 
what is the the writer of our poem suggesting? I'm lucky enough that he is ignorant. I'm lucky enough to know that I think I'm lucky <laughs> enough to know that the background story of the guy sitting at the typewriter, whose wife was is a librarian. So I think I think he's fairly well read. So I don't think there are many accidents here. Okay, that's a, that's my backstory. That's what I'm saying. But is he oh. ta- is he calling himself ignorant? But he's not really. So is there an that's inside pretty, joke? That's in pretty that? clever. If he's doing that, he's he's deeper than I am. <laughs> um, it's a possibility. Well, that's an interesting choice. Did, maybe he did he mean apples? No, I don't surely know. not. Is there anything else? There's, a no, tome there's of nothing appley in this shall museum. Be found? There's nothing appley here. A right? volume of apples. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a stack of apples. A large book of apples. Is there something biblical in this? I don't. Are we going into the garden? I don't know. <laughs> Are we turning C.S. Lewis on, on on ourselves or something? Or I don't know. Was there a scarecrow in there in the Garden of Eden, where uh, the apples were? The snake was sort of scary. Snake. <laughs> I don't know. You know, the snake was supposed to be guarding the tree or something. Or then I don't know. I, I I digress. So the guy that wrote this, he's the, he's he's if he's listening, he's like these people are idiots. <laughs> I found him interesting, you know. I, I I did find he and his wife interesting. He was. You're pretty he, sure he wrote this. I in my mind he did. Cause okay. He was, Cause I I manned I I manned the museum for a few hours last Saturday and he was sitting. Did anyone else type anything this last week? Well, I wasn't here Friday and Saturday, so but, I don't but know. You, but you would have known any any new typewritten. Well, there might be some hanging up there. I don't know. So I could be totally wrong. Yeah. Right, you know. But uh, well, so once again, if you're not uh, looking at our website, you can go over to wackypoemlife.com because I'll have pictures of where this poem was left, too. And uh, I might have to repeat pictures because we went over this a couple of weeks ago. I don't know, a couple of months ago, we did a, a an episode called What is Poetry? Mm-hmm. And so we looked at a bunch of the poems that were in this little area. Mm-hmm. And that's what the little area asks you to do is yes. divine poetry. And mm-hmm. there's a manual typewriter sitting there for you to sit down and do it. So, I mean, purposely, he's, he's kind of defining poetry yeah. with this poem because that was the prompt there. Yeah. And I like the way he ends it. So straw is all we dance in. At least we're dancing. <laughs> we're dancing in straw. We're making the best of the situation. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, it it's it's a poem that has it definitely has rhythm to it. It has a nice rhyme. That's interesting. It feels a little bit like a riddle to me. But who's you know, the scarecrow? There's some mystery in this. Are you the this. scarecrow's director right. of this museum or is this museum the scarecrow as the as the container of poems? Oh, I'm just curious. I like that. The museum is a scarecrow. Is this a scarecrow? Are the people who come in scarecrows? Correct. Are they scarecrows? Surely, you know, uh, I it, it's a. Are you a scarecrow yeah. there at home reveal, listening to yeah. us, reveal, or in your car, or wherever you might be? Are reveal you yourself. I mean, um, let us know. We'll never. We'll never tell. We won't set you on uh-uh. fire. No, come we on. won't. Come on. No. <laughs> no, we won't. We'll, we'll help you get stuffed. <laughs> And I think the diction is uh, something that makes it an interesting poem, too. And I use the word diction. I don't use that word a lot, but I definitely use it with poetry because when you're talking about diction with poetry, you are talking about the careful word choice that someone has. Mm -hmm. It's not just the language. It's the carefully chosen words in specific places that give it its poetic edge. So should you say, alas, alack, because a lack is ex- is an exclamation. Well, he, didn't put, he didn't put an exclamation point. No, there. he did not. Alas, a lack, but they sure go well together. Alas, a lack. There is no gear in. I I like that very much. Now, see, that's interesting. Here's what I meant by diction. Mm-hmm. There is no gear in Scarecrow's head. 
So how did you interpret gear? I interpreted gear as working mechanism. Okay, uh, so actual gears. Kind a, of. a gear that, w- that would process um, uh, whatever is operating inside this vault. You know, some, yeah, that, that was my interpretation. Okay, so. Like we have a handle and a gear and things right. operate and then you spit out your tape out of your mouth and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or whatever else, whatever else goes on. So here's some interesting stuff from about gear from my from my lover. Let me tell you okay. <laughs> that from the 12, 1200 gear was reference to fighting equipment, armor, and your weapons. You mm-hmm. know your your gear. It's from an old Norse word, gore, um, skilled, accomplished, ready, willing to make, construct, build, and uh, so it has a. It also has a meaning in Old Norse of. Used in a wide range of situations from writing a book to dressing meat. Hmm. Yeah. It's a wide range. It is a wide range. And we keep getting wider here. Hmm. (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) Because here in the 1670s, Bill, it's actually a slang term for male sex organs. Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) Well, wait a minute. That sounds like, yeah, you know. I don't know. So, <laughs> I'm waiting in. I'm waiting in. You know. I don't think our poet meant that there. But, I would, but, it, but it's yeah. an interesting word to yeah. use mm-hmm. in that line. Yeah. And it gives it that kind of unique poetic quality. Yes. Because, you know, I I have some um, people that I know who, who post poems here and there. And, and I read them. And a lot of times they're just not very poetic and what i mean by that is nothing is said that's any different than if this person had written that out like sentences as prose mm-hmm. yeah. and to me that's that's not poetry yeah and yeah. so one of the things that makes a poem i think is that when you have words like that you know when your diction is particularly nuanced mm-hmm. You know, it's not said in the way that people speak in normal everyday conversations. Yeah. Because poetry is supposed to be expressing ideas in ways that you hadn't thought of. Yeah. Which this does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which yeah. is inevitably why I liked it, right. even though I didn't at mm-hmm. first. <laughs> <laughs> you ruminated on it, thought about it. But what did you think gear was, Sean? What did your I mind just, come up parts. with? You know, innards, there's nothing there. Being there's the, nothing be, that's working. Being the daughter of a mechanic who is excellent with parts and, yeah. you know, gears parts. and uh, <laughs> things that make make an engine work and yeah. run, Yeah. you know, yeah. smoothly. Yeah, it's just like, it's, it's just empty-headed. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Bill, you know why, uh, why can't scarecrows be church musicians? Uh, they ain't got no... Uh, they don't have any. You're getting close. So, uh, so um, they don't have any rhythm. Organs. Organs. <laughs> organs. They're organless. They're organless. They're organless. You know what a scarecrow's you know scare favorite holiday food is? Um, uh, cream of wheat. <laughs> <laughs> That's a better answer than the one I have. Yay! Uh, I'm pretty quick, folks. We're going to go with that. Ding, ding, Yo, ding, ding. you all give Bill a big hand at home. It's a match. It's a match. <laughs> match game. Stuffing. Stuff. I like mine better. Uh, it is. Cream of wheat. It yeah. is better. Stuffing with cream of wheat. Stuffing with cream of wheat. Yeah, you bet. 
I only have one joke left. Knock, knock. Uh, who's there? <laughs> Armageddon. Armageddon who? Armageddon away from that scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you ain't. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is what happens when I got we're gear. snowbound for a week. We I, come out. I got gears in this head. They're turning. <laughs> They're turning. Uh, I think I can't speak, and uh, and you get the jokes better than any yeah, time. You I, was, have. I, I, I still can't speak. I'm, I'm finally warming up. <laughs> I'm finally warming up. You know, it's been a cold week. I've been isolated. But I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. You know? I'm not. I'm pretty pathetic. Well, I know CPR if you need it, folks. For my brain, you know what? There's no gear in my brain. No gear in your brain, but I'll keep the blood flowing to the to the brain till you know. But we can dance. Perhaps I could dance. We can dance in the straw. (laughs) That's right. By the way, do we happen to have a name for our little gal? Oh, oh yeah! If y'all listened to the last episode, "Fallen Woman," "Fallen Woman," which was about the uh, Precious Moments doll that Bill rescued from a parking lot. Oh, it lot. was awful. She was just in, oh, she we needed wanted my help so badly. Yeah. yeah. If you haven't listened to the episode, go back and listen to it and look at the pictures of her. And we asked that people, after I fixed her up, asked that people uh, send in their comments about a name, and we did get a suggestion. Oh, good, good. Mary Shelley. Mary Shelley. <laughs> you know, I can see, I can see why that would be the case. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because she had uh, the little doll had rips all over, and one of them was right on her face, and so I stitched up her face. But she's a little Frankenstein you know, looking. Who doesn't like a woman who can self-stitch her face <laughs> when, when she's scarred up? You know, so, self-surgery. Yeah. Mary Shelley. Mary Shelley, I kind of like that. Yes, and, and it kind of goes with the you know the the theme of the, one of the books we're reading this month. It does. Correct. And my, and my lovely sister Kelly was the one that suggested that. Oh well, Kelly, congratulations, <laughs> congratulations. I had one last thing I wanted to do on here, Bill. Okay, all right. And um, and and then you could add something else if you want. But okay. I did want to to read a poem that I really like. That's about a scarecrow, and it's by Walter de la Mare. Okay. He's just such a great poet, and it's called the Scarecrow. All winter through I bow my head beneath the driving rain. The north wind powders me with snow and blows me back again. At midnight, neath a maze of stars, I flame with glittering rhyme and stand above the stubble, stiff as mail, at morning prime. But when that child caught spring and all his host of children come, scattering their buds and dew upon these acres of my home, some rapture in my rags awakes. I lift void eyes and scan the sky for crows, those ravening foes of my strange master, man. I watch him striding lank behind his clashing team, and no soon will the wheat swish body high where once lay a sterile snow. Soon I shall gaze across a sea of sun-begotten grain, which my unflinching watch hath sealed for harvest once again. Mm, yes, yes. <laughs> the scarecrow. You know, there is something hauntingly beautiful about scarecrows. Mm-hmm. Mysterious, mm-hmm. little little haunting. If I were to see one in the field, you know, uh, I, I, which I have not I don't know if I've ever seen a scarecrow other than in, <laughs> in, in the movies. You don't see them so much. You don't see them. I've seen a few in people's uh, back gardens. Yeah. And this is Walter de la Mare thinks this is what a scarecrow is thinking about. Yes. And he's very proud of his position. Well, yes. In that field. It's, very, it's a very important position. 
One of my a lot favorite, of responsibility. I said that was all I was going to say, but I okay. thought of something else. As I was reading <laughs> okay. that, one of my favorite children's books is The Teeny Tiny Woman. And in the there was a really old one I had as a child where she goes out. It wasn't just a bone that she took. That's t- today. I think that's the main way that tell is told is that she steals a bone and takes it home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, somebody said, give me back my bone yes. in the middle of the night. Yes. Well, in this old one that I had, she takes a dress off a scarecrow. Oh. Yeah. And yeah. takes the dress home and puts it on. And the scarecrow is cold. And, and the scarecrow her, wants her, her dress back. Dress back. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would t- give it back <laughs> if I were her. Yeah. She said after he says three times, give me back my dress. She says, take it. Yeah. And that's yeah. how the story ends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a common theme. I read a book when I was a kid, and the scarecrow kept getting closer to the house somehow. Oh. Somehow oh, it kept getting closer one. and closer. to. And it, the people were not really believing this little guy. He's like, it's getting closer. And he's like, you're imagining things. And sure enough, it was incredible. Anyway. Was that, you kid, know, that was a kid's book? It was a, uh, well, I read it as a kid. Yeah. You know. It, it, <laughs> Sounds kind sounds of Stephen scary. Kingish. It does sound Stephen Kingish. <laughs> it certainly does. Right. Yeah, Robin Cookish. I've been telling people, I finished my Robin Cook book. They're like, <laughs> what? So Robin Cook book? And what, what? What? What are you cooking? Well, here at the museum, we have a book club um, right now going on. We just had the first meeting, and we're having a second one later this month, and we're going to talk about Robin Cook's book, Mutation, and. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. (laughs) Hence Mary Shelley. This is a neat book club that the Oklahoma Humanities helps us out with it, and they provide the books, and we have professors that come and and talk about the books, and we had just a really great time with with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yes. And... and, uh, and Stephen King's The Dark, uh, the dark Half. Half. Yeah. And I was quiet during that. I'm well, not going to speak up. I'm not going to be so quiet this time. I got some questions <laughs> and some comments. Yes. All right. Well, thank you all for for being with us and yeah. suffering through all the yeah. sentences I could say. Getting us out of our isolation and helping us enunciate, pronunciate. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got to uh, grease the gears in my brain. <laughs> grease the gears. <laughs> right. They, there's no gear in Scarecrow's head. <laughs> there definitely is not. <laughs> uh, Thanks so much. Bye, guys. Bye.